I am personally thrilled that we are having a national conversation about mental health. And I'm even more thrilled that businesses are also tackling this at work. I wanted to bring today's special guest into our conversation so that we all have more resources for helping keep our businesses great places to work and we talk about mental health inside our companies. Joyce Martyr is a psychotherapist who specializes in this. Joyce, welcome to How I Turned the Corner. Thank you so much for having me, Kendra, and for recognizing the importance of mental health in the workplace, especially during these challenging times. Yeah. So so tell us a little bit about how you got to this, this spot and, and then how you also support businesses. So I've been a licensed psychotherapist for about 25 years. I'm also an entrepreneur. I founded, built, and successfully sold Urban Balance, which today is a national outpatient mental health company. Congratulations. Thank you. So I learned a lot of important lessons about leadership and conscious leadership and the importance of keeping staff happy and healthy. I'm a public speaker and trainer. So I work with organizations nationally and globally in the areas of mental health in the workplace, conscious leadership, mindfulness in the workplace, emotional intelligence, and more. And so I really believe that it's the silver lining of the pandemic that really the stressors of recent years have added fuel to the fire and more workplaces are realizing the importance of the mental health of our employees and really caring to have those open conversations and promote access to care, provide information in order to keep workers happy and healthy because so many of us are dealing with clinical burnout. That is for sure. Yeah, that is the fifth reason that people quit in 2021 to 2022 was burnout. And um, and I'll say too, that after kind of watching these numbers for years, burnout has been probably one of the top things for many, many years where people are just overworked. They don't know how to manage it. They don't know how to talk about it. There aren't resources internally for dealing with it. And so I think it's great what you're doing. Um, can you talk a little bit about specifically like how you address some of this with co- with companies? Yes. So according to the World Health Organization, there was a study that came out about a year ago that there are about 785,000 deaths globally due to overwork and burnout. So I work with organizations on helping them really develop realistic expectations for workload. The study showed that individuals who work 55 hours a week or more are at higher risk for stroke, heart disease, and other mental health conditions like depression and anxiety. And all of this leads to low productivity in the workplace, poor morale, turnover, et cetera. We've seen the great resignation, the silent resignation, et cetera. So we need to shift the expectations. We need to have realistic workloads. We need to work on retaining staff and attracting staff so people aren't short-staffed and overworked. We need to provide more wellness services like mental health benefits, like employee assistance programs or mindfulness apps or gym memberships. Or there are many apps like Ginger and Wild that are mental health 24-7 apps for employees to access. 
And all of this really provides a psychologically safe workplace environment where people feel comfortable talking about the stressors of work and home and accessing the resources that they really need in order to succeed and be well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's excellent. That's so so aligned with what we've been hearing from some of our former podcast guests too, around how important it is and how beneficial it has been for them in terms of keeping and retaining people and getting that higher productivity when they think about these things. So this is right along the lines of what we've been hearing too from, from other leaders who've joined us on the podcast. And I want to also point out to our listeners that all of those things are extremely expensive. It's, I mean, it's expensive to have low productivity. It's expensive to have high turnover. It's worth it to invest the money in these types of programs because in the long run, it does actually impact your bottom line in a very positive way when you focus on that. <laughs> Tremendously. The, the research shows that American companies lose over $500 billion a year due to substance misuse and addiction, and over $200 billion to serious mental health conditions. And so providing these resources reduces healthcare costs, accidents, injuries, and improves employee productivity and retention. So very cost-effective and really ethical and humane, and really fosters loyalty to a company when they provide a sense of community and belonging and Connection and compassion. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, so what are what are some of the more innovative things that you've seen happen in, in side companies? What, what have you seen some companies do that you're just like, wow, that is really cool within this space? One of my favorite practices as a psychotherapist and as a human being are mindfulness practices like meditation, deep breathing connecting with nature, progressive muscle relaxation, and yoga, which is meditation with movement. And interestingly, the research shows that the benefits of mindfulness practices really are the antidote to many of the stress symptoms that most of us have been experiencing over the past several years. So for companies to roll out mindfulness in the workplace programming where they have guest Speakers come in and lead meditations or lead yoga practices, or some companies have a Zen room or a meditation room where employees can go and just kind of reboot, sit in a chair, listen to mindfulness music or meditation, and really just have a moment of quiet and solitude to reboot their mind, body, and spirit. Mm. I also see a lot of companies really bolstering up their mental health programming and training. I speak a lot about mental health awareness in the workplace, breaking the stigma, promoting awareness and access to care. So really shifting the culture around how we speak about mental health and encouraging people to utilize the services that are available to them. I help leaders and supervisors identify the signs and symptoms of common mental health conditions, and learn how to get comfortable having those conversations with employees in a way that is compassionate and empathic and supportive and kind, really in an effort to get them the help that they need so that continue to succeed both personally and professionally. Mm. So I think a lot of companies are really stepping up in helping their employees also have better work-life balance by offering remote and hybrid 
positions with flexible hours. All of this really helps people cope with the stressors of these current times. Mm-hmm. Can you share one of those things that the managers and supervisors supervisors need to be aware of? One or two of the symptoms of you know somebody who's you know going through a, a little bit of a crisis or a full on crisis. If you notice behavioral changes in people, for example, somebody who previously was talkative or social is more isolated, they're not joining people for lunch, they're not attending company outings, they're keeping to themselves, perhaps they look differently, perhaps they are not putting themselves together in the same way that they normally do, they're unshowered or they're, um, you know, their affect is different. Maybe they are reporting sleep problems or there's a significant change in weight or appetite. That can be a symptom of depression or anxiety, either weight loss or weight gain. And ruminating thoughts and worry. A lot of us are experiencing cognitive overload. So people making more mistakes, having forgetfulness or errors, difficulty with word retrieval, and a slowdown in productivity can mean, you know, maybe something's going on at home or maybe there's some a mental health condition that's going untreated. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, we always, um, I, when I'm talking to leaders and helping them navigate, you know, employment challenges, um, I oftentimes will hear people say, well, they were once so great at what they did and now they're not. And it, it's like, well, something's happened. Go talk to them, figure out what's going on and how you can be supportive. And it's like, really? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's usually actually pretty obvious when you've got someone who's not doing well, especially if they were once doing quite well. And so, um, so thank you for those tips. I think that's really helpful. I agree with you. I think that in business, we've been taught to have professional boundaries. And so a lot of times leaders and supervisors don't want to pry into people's personal business. And they might think it's more polite to turn a blind eye and maybe hope that an employee's struggles will just magically correct themselves. But it's actually more kind and compassionate to say something because a lot of us don't realize when we are experiencing a mental health challenge. So to have someone say, you know, oh my gosh, Kendra, I'm noticing these changes in you and you just don't quite seem like yourself and I care about you. I value you so much. You know, how are things going? What can I do to support you? Are you aware of our employee assistance program that is free and confidential? Et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I know, and I think leaders that that don't are that don't feel themselves safe in an environment are never going to do that. And so, I think it also comes back around too to really the the culture that uh, the the C suite wants to create, and are they creating that that space where people feel safe, not only sharing what they're experiencing, but asking those questions. I had a really powerful experience with a company, a large organization in California that horrifically had lost two employees to suicide in the previous year. And they invested in a series of mental health trainings with me and their CEO, new CEO, bravely introduced the trainings and shared that he himself has dealt with clinical depression and talked about how helpful therapy and medication had been for him. He really removed the shame and stigma. I think we all have mental health conditions as part of the human experience. It's just like physical health. 
And so by sharing that from the C-suite, the employees were like, oh my gosh, he understands. And this is doesn't mean I'm crazy. It's not a weakness. I'm not going to get fired. I can, you know, talk about this here and help is available and effective. Mm -hmm. And through our trainings, we had three other employees come forward and say they were in crisis and needed immediate help for suicidal thoughts and feelings. Mm. Oh, Joyce, that's wonderful that you were able to to contribute like that. And I just applaud that CEO for bringing that up as well. That is so important that we as leader, we leaders are transparent about those struggles. Otherwise, we can't ever possibly create that environment where people are going to feel safe. Exactly. I think another interesting point, I, I give a lot of virtual trainings and I use the poll feature and I often poll attendees on where they fall in a mental health continuum that ranges from being in crisis and then it moves to surviving or struggling, surviving, thriving, and excelling. And I've polled hundreds of thousands of employees in the last couple of years. And most people, even today, fall in the areas of struggling and surviving as much as 90%. So that's very concerning. And I think a lot of times we think about mental health as mental illness, but we can use tools and techniques that we learn in counseling or therapy to thrive and excel and to function better and feel better personally and professionally. And we shouldn't wait until we're in crisis to do so. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. No, that's wonderful. Well, so how, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they wanted to engage with you? I have a website at JoyceMarter.com, J-O-Y-C-E-M-A-R-T-E-R. And I'm on all social media and I'd love to be a support and resource to anybody that I can. That's great. Well, we'll put all that in the show notes as well. So um, thank you so much for your time today. This is really helpful. We really appreciate your time. My pleasure, Kendra. And thanks for all the good work you do in the world. Thanks. (laughs) 